You're so welcome. Um, I think we can start off by allowing you a little platform to just tell us who, who, who is Charles Hefner? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, actually, to tell you the truth, um, after people would know me at least for five minutes, they would understand that I go by the name of Chuck, but you know, Charles is, of course, my formal name. So thank you about that. Um, yes, I was, I was born and raised in you know, a suburb outside of Baltimore. Uh, I've lived there for about 37 years. You know, I lived there with my wife and my two kids, and I moved to Florida about 12 years ago. Uh, but during the time that I did live in Maryland when I was a teenager, I did, you know, read poetry. Like, uh, but I never really had any formal training in it or anything like that. It was kind of like it. I, you know, for 20 years of marriage, I really didn't read too much poetry anymore. Then I got back into it about about a little bit more than about 15 months, 15 months to 18 months, something around there. Decided to go ahead and get back into it. Started off with some. Uh, uh, you're basically your five liners, something are very similar to limericks, where you have like you know your at the end rhymes, which be like your A A, then B B, then A again. Then I did that for a little bit, and mainly then I a little bit after that, and I started to um, look into doing like haikus. I messed around with a little bit of haikus for a little while. And at the same time, after discovering haikus, I discovered tankas. I was like, ooh, this is even older than a haiku. And then also, of course, you know, you have your five lines instead of your three. Instead of having just your 17, you have a total of 31 syllables. And I thought that was just a lot more easier to work with as far as being able to express yourself. And, and, and of course, if you're going to go into like the traditional part of it, you know, but everybody gives a little, you know, I like more of the structured form as far. And even though it's very debatable about really if you should even be doing 575 in your haikus or just going basically when you see a lot of people do it the other way too. I'm very flexible with that, but I just like, it's just kind of like how to say, like if you were going to do 14 lines of 10 syllables each for a sonnet, would you change that? It doesn't really matter. It, well, that's different, but haikus are very, you know, are very flexible. Yeah. I think, I think the reason why I started reading you is because first of all, the structure and I find your writing to be easy to read, but at the same time, I've got to read it again just to make sure I understand it. So that's the reason why I started reading your work. Um, it seemed a little bit complicated at first. You know, you used to write very differently than what you do these days. Um, and for me personally, it's been a journey on its own to read your work over the last couple of months to realize that things change around us and we reflect and write about it. And in turn, you touch other people's lives with that. Well, so, well, thank you. yeah, yeah. So I think, well, I think well, many, many would agree that, uh, you know, I could give you a prompt and you can write something within minutes. Some people would take a little while longer with that, but uh, for you, your mind works differently. You know, if you've got something to say, you you just you just read write about it immediately. Oh. And um, yeah, so it's no secret. I love your work, and I think Thank many you. others do too. So well, so they your, should. I love, so I love should. your work. <laughs> I love your work. Okay, so. <laughs> The reason why we're here is obviously to to introduce your work and um, would you please, please read some of your 
beautiful work well, to us. Well, just give me one moment because since it's on my mind right now to basically clarify that the, okay. the reason that I do write it that way is because uh, we won't get into the argument if I consider myself a poet or not. But I but if I was to consider myself a poet, I would consider myself to be the blue collar poet, if, mm -hmm. if and mm -hmm. which, of course, in the United States, people know what a blue collar person is, is basically yeah. like your your standard, you know, people that you would never think that would actually write or read poetry. Right. Right. But um, sure. Thank you. But I can I can. You know, how many pieces would you like me to read? Or? Well, I think give us just two or three and then. Then we'll read something later. Excuse me for a moment there. Um, I am at home, so um, that's okay. It, it's okay. I, I will start off with you know with, with like Atanka, and it's like as the as the moon rises over a field of flowers, the last crickets sing melodies to ease the pain before the storms come again. And then I'm going to do a Sinquain, which is jealous of his own earth, blocking his path to love. Moon accepts reflection of his own star. And then I would do another Sinquain. Her heart blows me away, suffocating my soul. I embrace this love with giving more. Okay, so I, I have heard those before. I have read them many times. Um, but again, I will say that uh, it's very different to what I first started reading your work. It's very different. Different doesn't normally mean that it's not better or it is better. But it certainly shows me that a lot of stuff's been happening and uh, you have a lot more to say, you know, and... Um, I think your sanguines are just some of my favorite. Um, oh, you even inspired me to do some, and I know I'm not that good at it, but uh, I try, I try, you know, it's where we all start. Um, what is what is the one thing you would still like to do as a writer? What is the one thing that you, you would really still like to do? What would I, what would I really still like to do? Well, if... Well, I haven't done them done them yet, but I would like to actually like write longer poems because mm -hmm. ma mainly a lot of the poems that I write are, are you know, I do mainly like the Sinquains or a lot of the Japanese poetry, you know, your tankas, your your uh, your haikus, your your doujutsus, and your uh, and regardless if they're traditional or not, but it's kind of like uh, and they're very short poems. It's like you know. And I'd like to do some of the longer stuff, but of course you have to have a different, you have to have a different mindset, or at least, yeah. It, yeah. And it, and necessarily, like, say, if you want to actually just write, if you want to do more of rhyming stuff, but then again, over the years, it proved that you do not have to have rhyming stuff to be considered to be poetry. And it's like, uh, um, I mean, I would like to continue, you know, and maybe like stick to maybe like one form and maybe try that for a while because I, i'm very brand new it's like i've only been doing this for a little while just like a lot of other people that that i, that I notice uh you know because i'm only on the instagram platform i was doing facebook for a little while in groups there but that's incredibly toxic uh yes but i would like to continue you know and 
to learn more about it and actually, you know, in my spare time. And I just enjoy it. That's all I can sit there and say. It's changed my life. It's, mm -hmm. you can I, yeah, well, I do. Reading, I do. Your, reading your work, I, I, I've noticed that writing has changed your life quite a bit. It has definitely, yes. And I think I think the most important thing is for us to just just keep on writing, you know, whether we stick to a form or not, um, whether people like it or not, but to just continue to, to write for ourselves first. Uh, I think we, we've spoken about that before and um, we both agree on that, you know. You could write, I could write a whole book and I, I'd have no one say that it's nice and that's okay. Yes. Because it served its purpose for me writing it and that's what it should be. Um, if you were to be asked by a young writer, let's say somebody who <clears throat> who's incredibly shy, who hardly wants to even be known, you don't even know their name, their real name, but they're asking for your advice as to how can they move forward to get their work out there. What would your advice be for someone like that? And and it's somebody that you've already read their work and you know there's great potential. Well, what I mean, you, I, you can still you can still post stuff on your actual um, social media and people will not know who you are. You're you're still hiding behind a you know you could make a persona or an identity on there. You don't yeah. have you know you know I mean as far as I mean, that's the only way, you know, there are anonymous groups, you know, that on, you know, in different apps that you can post poetry there where people won't know who you are either. Yeah. But I mean, but, but I would think that it would be a lot more difficult to try to actually really throw your stuff out there without letting people know who you are. And, and of course, I'm not even at that, you know, anything. Yeah. I don't really even, I don't really even like to, to sit there. I'm I'm not doing this mainly for that. I'm doing this just because I wanted to write to make myself feel better. Mm. They're my thoughts to leave something for my children, you know, So because it's like there's things that you might say with your friends that you never would discuss with your children. You don't talk. You mm. might say, you know, you love your children, but you don't explain what hurts. Yeah, what doesn't hurt. And sometimes you know, we it, think that they know we're hurting and. They may not even know that there's anything wrong. And they could so, just read something that you wrote and it would I mean, mean I, I wish I would have known what my father was thinking all those years that he sat there and didn't say anything, you know. Yeah. I mean, he talked to me, but I don't know what he what any of his passions or dreams were. My mother too, and I absolutely adored my parents. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, if people were following on Instagram, they realized that I went through quite a bit with that. But yeah. it's like I, I did part part of the reason I was doing this is because so that I could actually sit there and maybe accomplish something by doing something in my life that really means meant something. Holding your own book. I've yeah. been told by many different writers have said is like one of the greatest things that they've ever done, regardless if it sells a copy or not. And I think yeah. that's probably the main reason that I don't care. I'm the, you know, the, I remember like after I started writing, you know, some of my first couple of things and I, and I, that was like even more, <laughs> uh, unprofessional as you might say, some of the apps that I use, because it's all, it's like, I'm not doing it for like production quality or anything like that. But yeah. to go back to that, though, I just, 
remember um yeah it just like i was basically saying it's just like um i just like the wanted the idea of doing something you know that uh i wanted to share you know give it to my brother you know give it to some of my friends because actually to tell you the truth none of my friends read poetry at all you know my son actually was he left a book outside one time that was like the anthology of poetry i think it was the norton anthology and i sat there and i picked it up and looked at it for a second and i said uh i looked at it i said i like poetry but i instead of me just keeping that book i went ahead and ordered about seven or eight books on my kindle (laughs) and start that way you know it's just you know all matter how you do it Okay, and I think it's time that we hear a little bit more about your work. Because you know that's what what we do. We can just read you all day because we love Charles Hafner. Well, thank you. I I really do appreciate it. So if you like, I can read some more. Most definitely. I have have a few more. Okay, um, this is another Tonka that I wrote. Um, And this one kind of a... it's 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 kind of like a change in my life, if you if you would say. It's kind of like a, my my ship sails away into the cold winter sea, setting my heart free. Many tears in these wood casks, as my lost love powers it. Hmm. And these are relatively my later ones, and then. I, uh, this is another Tonka, and most of these that I'm reading, these are all seasonal, which is something that I wanted to do a little bit differently, because it's like most people, they would do like seasonal haikus, which, uh, but I wanted to do like the actual tried seasonal, because it's like to write Tonkas, they don't have to be seasonal. But my autumn breakfast, cinnamon spiced battered French bread, maple syrup drenched, grilled by a pan near an ocean. As my sweet love prepares it, somebody that I was talking to in passing told me that uh, you could actually call French toast bread with garlic and cheese on it. So that was basically I wrote that to say, no, you can't. So do you not have savory French toast? Well, that would if you're putting garlic and cheese on something that we would consider that garlic bread or garlic toast, not French toast. Oh, so French toast has to be sweet. Delicious well, that's what I sweet. I well, not you know, just you could put powdered sugar on it and and not have the actual syrup on it and still consider it. Well, well that's another story for another day. And okay, then I, so I, let's I, leave that story there. We'll follow that up maybe in the next session. Yeah, I I was I worked in the culinary arts as well it's a fancy way of saying I was a short order cook I've made plenty of French toast in my life and we never had garlic or cheese okay it. so it's sweet all right okay you win so we um this is another talk I have beautiful clouds with radiant beams over a calming <laughs> blue sea majestic mountains I climb for the love you will give me Okay, and uh, where do you see yourself in, let's say, 
one book away from what? I, I'm 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 sorry. Um, it's okay. It's, it's okay. The, the dogs are part of our lives, so they're allowed to speak too. You know, we have to give them a voice too. And right now they're saying, "Dad, that was so beautiful." So it's okay. I was saying, where do you see yourself? If you if you think of yourself as you've just published your first book, do you see yourself publishing another book after that? Or is it is the dream to just publish one book? What is your dream? No, I actually have plans on doing two more. And I would like to collaborate with other writers okay. and doing more stuff. Okay. Yeah, because I find I find it to be very it's fun. It's relaxing. If yeah. you want to say you could even say that it, it's therapy. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, because I've seen that you've you've collaborated with a few. I mean, you and I have collaborated quite a bit as well. And you you do enjoy the collaboration part of it. And I think I would like to to invite anybody who does it really right, Tanka? To get in touch with you and to just collaborate with you and and feel feel how it feels to to write in this form with you. Right? Yes. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. I mean I, I like to I love to collaborate with other people. And it's like in a um well let's just say I like as far as Tonka goes, I like having I would which is really funny because it's like I'm not necessarily half Japanese, but I'm half Korean. So it's kind yeah. of like would think that I would, you know, I would be able to write this stuff would be in my blood because the Koreans actually do have their own form of haiku too. Yes. But, yes. Uh, um, but since I live here, you know, I'm, you know, I was raised in the United States, I have the Westernized thinking and I want to change yeah. that. So, but I, well, but I, think, I, still I think you're halfway there to changing that because, uh, you know, if we didn't know what you look like, we'd probably think that you're Japanese sometimes. So, you know, a little alone. Yeah, I do, I do admit I love how, how beautiful the Europeans can write the you know, the Italians, the French, they, yeah. they, they, you know, just adding those beautiful words in there. So I, you know, I'd like to try to emulate some of that too one day. Thank you. Okay. And then I would like to read one of my favorite ones by you. Tsutsanka. Concerts of the night, crickets singing about love, moon shining above, little moments etched in stone, breathless to the old and young. Now that is honestly one of my favorites. And, um, and you, you recite it much better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Charles Hafner. Thank you. Um, It's really strange, though, too. I'll write some of the stuff and I'll forget that I wrote it. I know. I know. I, I, thank you. I, I really, it, you know, it's an honor for you to actually like, you know, to like something that I, I've read. It means a I lot. I like a lot of them, but if I have to read all the ones that I do truly love, we'd be here for hours. So let's give you, let's give you the opportunity to read a little bit more. Okay. And then I, um, then I have, um, this is another talk. I have giving gifts of love money can never replace. Your heart on paper, your words reciting love is only given to me. 
And this one, I this is another Tonka that I wrote just about a different situation. You know, it's it's a little different. It's about a loss of a friendship that that was kind of dear to me. My clock moves forward. Dreams of a beautiful rose, wilt in the autumn, or covered with some snow, tears draining into the soil. You know. I remember when I read that, it was, it definitely hit a nerve, you know. Um, and I think it's true that, you know, we, you know, they say if you upset a writer, it's going to be in a poem. If you're in love with a writer, it's going to be in a poem, you know, or a book, or two, or three. So, um, yeah, even if we lose friendship, we reflect on it. As writers, we are compelled to do that. And I think it's only when you're a writer, a soul writer like how you write from your heart and soul, that you can truly reflect on something that that hurts. Well, thank you. Um, and it, Drew, kind of to think about that, though, I truly do believe that um, it it's almost intoxicating if you've ever fell in love with a poet. Oh, I think it's the best thing in the world. To have, to have somebody <clears throat> that can write, you know, it's like there's so much beautiful poetry that was written hundreds of years ago that's just classic. I mean, we could say with like your 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 Barrett Browning's Sonnet 43, your Edgar Allan Poe's Annabelle Lee, like probably I said many times one of my favorite love songs. But you can find a poet that can write their own stuff to you and recite to you. <laughs> nothing better. Nothing it's just nothing better. That, that the is love of a poet to a poet is just extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Sometimes, sometimes it almost could be considered to be a little too much. If you know, that, if you know that's true because there's always a syllable or there's always a word, you know. And uh, you know, when 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 people have conversations. You know, I mean, I do that. You know, I have conversations and I'm like making notes because there's words in between. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a really good word. I can use that. And I think we all do that. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, different. You know, we all do that. I mean, haven't you ever read, I mean, haven't you ever read any love poetry? You know, especially like the ones that are written by males and you wanted to be, you wanted to be that person that was oh, on the other end. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, hopefully absolutely. one day. I, hopefully you know, one like, day. I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic, so you know, I don't think I don't think I'll ever stop believing in love. And uh, I'll keep writing for him. I'll keep writing for him. And I'm sure if I, I'm sure he'll he would enjoy it. I'm sure he would. Um. And then I, I have this one that kind of like explains it too. It's like, you know, you know, love is a private recital from a poet's heart under the moon and our fall's brightest stars, breathless moments in each page. That's kind of how like I feel that like it would be if another poet was actually writing, if like if I was like, you know, an inspiration, inspiration. or what the other yeah. was writing about. And also I noticed like on your magazine that you were doing moon. Mm -hmm. And then 
Um, the moon, the moon is definitely my inspiration for the last couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's always been there. It's just been amplified lately, I'd say. I've watched that in movies too, where it seemed like that, um, not necessarily, it mainly would seem to be women that would always seem to be attracted to the moon. We tell our yeah. secrets to the moon, all our secrets. The moon keeps our secrets. Well, it, it, usually it's just a big ball in the sky to me. Oh, no, but that big ball in the sky makes us women go from, I like him to, oh, my God, I can't live without him. Oh, yeah, that's what the moon does to us. It's crazy, yeah? Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll learn about <laughs> that. I'll have to ask another woman what they how they feel about the moon. Oh, I think we'll all agree. We'll all agree. I'll get, yeah. I'll get back to on that one. And then I... I then I have a winter one. It's like, you know, it, it's basically what I'm doing is I decided that I wanted to do, you know, it's like put some seasonals in each of them as far as the tankas were going. So I did like, an, you know, an early winter morn, only silence and some snowflakes. Sequoias stand still. The sun rises to warm the air, uncovering emeralds. Um, I was on a, an emerald kick that week. And so yeah, I was going to ask, what's with the emeralds? Um, let's just say that there's something special in the color of green that week. So I decided to, and the sequoias, my father always, when my father was alive, he wanted to go, uh, to see the sequoia trees. So I, when I first started, I, I did them in haiku. I would write about the sequoia trees, you know, just, your, you know, just some random haikus. And I haven't done it in a while. And I remember I was talking to another it on Instagram and I it reminded me so I wrote that and I was able to get my emeralds in there too hmm. and then and then this one I wrote you know so we're going to do another one that's on emeralds too I have like silence in the room tears fall as he starts to fade many memories his loving wife and children his beloved emeralds and I always say that a, you know, he, most poets will always give like multiple, you know, interpretations of their work. It, you know, you basically give them the tools. It's their job to interpret it. Interpret it, yeah. yes. But I think that I, but I do think that too, too many people, they try to not really interpret the poem, but interpret the poet instead. And it just it just doesn't true. work. That, That's true. It doesn't work that way because it's That's kind true. of like, um, if you write different styles, like if you can write love poems, you can write depressing poems, you can write yeah. just your complete yeah. nonsense, you know, then they'll yeah. never know who you are. But, exactly. but um, this, this one I liked because I, I, if you, you followed my work where I would basically like that. I wanted a person to, instead of thinking about the white light before death, think about his emeralds before death. And the emeralds doesn't really, the emeralds could be anything, you know, something precious. Oh, yes. Could be that little girl in, in second grade with the green eyes. Mm -hmm. Could be, or it could be, or it just could be the his favorite sport car green. Could be something like that. You know, my father liked forest green, racing green. And then um, I have precious as water, feeds the thirst of many hearts, beautiful flower, 
sprouting from this empty chest. Beautiful as love poems. So, um, what more can we expect in the next couple of weeks from Charles Hafner? Well, I wouldn't say in the next couple of weeks, but I am working on a book and I should be finishing it, you know, at least get getting it to start get, to get ready to actually publishing it. Well, that's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. Um, we'll definitely do a follow up when when your book comes out. And can I just do two more? So, sure, um, then, sure, sure. Uh, um, unfortunately, these are all running on the same theme. There's, it seems like I have more love poems lately than ever before. Well, uh, well, this romantic soul does not mind anything romantic and lovey. So go for it. Well, thank you all. Summer evening, some casual conversation, surprised at the tone. Lips revealing some secret. Your heart wants to see even more. Kind of reminds me of like how, um, how do you say that? Would kind of, it, it kind of like how like if a two little teenagers were sitting in a room mm -hmm. and they're friends, you know, yeah. and then one of the other one hints that they liked the other one. And, and, and the one was, you know, was like, didn't have their head on straight, never noticed it. And, and at that moment, they're like a deer in headlights. They're like, uh-oh, and then, but they wanted so much more, you know, kind of like, kind of like you, you always wanted something, but you didn't know how to get it. And when you finally got it, you're like, oh, really? They wanted it too. <laughs> so you'd say that men are a little bit oblivious? My daughter said that. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you got another one? And of course, my last one will be, it's like my, um, my mother um, recently passed away a couple months ago. So it's like, it, you know, I'll always carry it with me for the rest of my life. But it's like I've been writing, you know, at least one poem or tanka, haiku, whatever, um, every couple of weeks. And this is one of the first. I actually, I submitted this into your magazine. Yeah, like, um, I remember. When, and this is when the wind whispers, even though all I hear is pain. Flowers give me hope. My soul tries to live again. You're forever in my heart. Well, my my mother, uh, even though over the past few years she didn't really pay too much attention to flowers, but my mother loved orchids. She used to grow, and I remember my brother bought her like a little sign that was over by the the, the glass sliding door going out to the lanai, and it said "Mother's House of Orchids." And um, so my mother at one time had about 10 or 11 orchids outside. And, you know, and, and I knew nothing about plants. The only thing I knew is that you give them to girls on uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's the way to a girl's heart, isn't it? Something like that. Well, some women. Yeah. Well, some women, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't married to one that liked that. So, um, yeah. but, um, so, you know, I decided to, that, you know, in honor of my mother, I wrote about orchids. What can I say? I think that's a beautiful dedication to her memory, you know, honor of her memory. And so it should be a beautiful orchid. Okay, so <clears throat> I thought as a gift to you, I would read one of your favorite sonnets to say thank you for giving me your time. 
Oh, thank you. Sonnet 43. Oh. By Elizabeth Barrett Browning. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can, keep, can reach. When feeling out of sight, for the ends of being an ideal grace, I love thee to the level of every day's. Most quiet need by sun and candlelight, I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I love thee with the passion put to use. In my old griefs and with my childhood's faith, I love thee with the love I seem to lose. With my lost saints, I love thee with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. Thank you, yeah. Charles. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alto. It was a pleasure. It was a great pleasure of mine. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. You do a very, very, very good job of reciting that. Thank you. Thank you so much. We can, our listeners, get hold of you, get in touch with you, read your work, interact with you. Where's the best place to get hold of you? Uh, right now, it's uh, the only way that you really can get a hold of me is on Instagram. That's where I do all my poetry if they wanted to see my poetry. Okay, I'll I'll put the link in the description for everyone to go and follow you. And maybe hopefully one day we'll get some more collaborations with Charles Hafter and the world of upcoming young poets. Thank you, Autumn. I appreciate that. It's always it's always fun to do to, to write more poetry. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You have a thank you. You're welcome too. You have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Thank you. Same to you.